This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs, one of the world's best-loved musicals. The Sound of Music is set to be staged in Kuala Lumpur, featuring a cast of local and international performers. So today on the show, I'm joined by Chantal Prudhomme. She is the Group Chief Executive Officer of Tremendous Entertainment. Uh, they are the folks that brought in this musical and she's going to share what's in store. Welcome Chantal, how are you today? I am good. It's nice to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So The Sound of Music, I have to say, one of my absolute favourite musicals. So excited that it's, you know, here in uh, KL starting from next week. I don't know, are you, uh, are you a fan as well of the musical? Did you grow up watching it as well? Oh, absolutely. I'm a massive fan. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, the movie came out in 1965. Mm -hmm. The musical came out even before that. I think it was 1959, yes, on Broadway. Um, it's it's part of, of a lot of children's sort of childhood, right? Yeah. I My mom watched it. She, I watched it with her. And I watch it now with my children. And it's just one of those classic stories that go from generation to generation. So, yes, I'm a massive fan of The Sound of Music, mm -hmm. from the movie, the play, everything, the musical. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. And like you said, you know, it's just so much a uh, part of our childhood. You know, it was on TV. You know, you just can't help but have watched mm -hmm. it at some point. Uh, like you, I'm watching it with my children now. And I wasn't quite sure whether they would like it, but... There's something about it. Even they were singing along. They love, of course, you know, the puppet show and all the songs. You know, there's something so magical about it. Who doesn't know one song, yeah. right, from, yes. from the show? Who doesn't know Doremi? And, um, and, you know, the movie with Julie Andrews was so lovely. Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely something about it. It's magical. There's a bit of magic with with this, this story and, and the movie and everything. So, yeah. And I, yeah, it is. And I guess, you know, there must be some among us who have not caught it. I mean, how could you? But yeah, there must be some. But, you know, for those who might not know the story, how would you summarize it for them? Look, it's a beautiful love story, but it's it's unlike other love stories that you may know or people are used to. What I like about it is, so it's a love story about a family. It's love between all the family members. Everybody's playing a very important role in that story. But essentially, it's the story of Maria, who um, wants to be a nun, but is sent to be a governess to look after seven children, mm -hmm. um, you know, at a, at, a, at a place, you know, the, the Von Trapp captain, who's a very strict man. He just lost his wife and he's quite harsh and strict with his kids there's not a lot of love in the house at that point and it's just around you know the right pre-world war ii right so it, it sets it's sets, um it's in austria and um you know it's all the story of the nazis and the background and so there's a lot of parallels going on with that storyline but yeah essentially it's the story of maria who is sent as a governess to the von trapp family and then she falls in love with the captain and it's that beautiful story between the children the captain and maria in this sort of background setting of war in the background 
So mm-hmm. getting over challenges and difficulties as a family and as a culture, as you know, uh, that time uh, in 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 our in our history. So that's a beautiful, beautiful story. Mm-hmm, definitely, and I think I think even us, you know, when we were watching it as children, like it, it brought to us the realities of World War Two, isn't it? Uh, I mean, with those beautiful settings as well. But yeah, it was a it was an interesting sort of um, mix. Uh, you know, seeing how things were before and how things were after. Uh, it was a bit of a wake up call, I feel. Yeah. It was. And you know what's interesting is I've had a lot of conversations with uh, the producers, the cast members, and particularly the captain. And when you see the the, the show, you'll understand what I mean. Um, I was saying to him, you know, how can you get that energy from a, such an old story of World War II, which was so long ago, because he gets quite emotional through his journey in, in, in the storyline. And he said to me something that I think resonates with everyone. Although it's an older story, uh, World War II was a long time ago, you can draw parallels with what's going on in the world, unfortunately, still nowadays. You know, so he takes all of that sort of inspiration uh, from what is going on in the world. And I think that's the, one of the reasons why that story resonates so much. There's always some sort of um, challenges going on in the world. And, yeah. um, and you know, right now with, with different wars happening in different parts of the, war, of, the, of the world, which is unfortunate. But it's about, you know, us people coming together and overcoming all of that. There will always be difficulties, but together we can overcome difficulties. And I think that's the main message in that storyline. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it is based on a true story, isn't it? I mean, yes, yes. maybe not not you know completely true to the, the Von Trapp's family story, but, you know, uh, yeah, it is based on actual events that happened. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, back in... Yeah, uh, absolutely, it's based family. on... Yes, yes, yes. I mean, because, you know, um, uh, the captain uh, didn't want to go down the line of what he needed to do, right? And um, he was fighting this back. And it's definitely, yep, I'm sure, um, you know, there were a lot of uh, other people who felt that way. So it is definitely taken from um, a real story. And it's adapted, obviously. Um, accordingly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I think, you know, for me as well, you know, every time I watch it, even as an adult, you know, I just, there's so many different things that you keep learning from it. And of course, you know, it'll be, I feel it will be the same for the, the the staged play as well, right? There's so many different things, elements that come to you at your different stages in life, you know, so even though you've watched it a million mm-hmm. times, something new will come every time that you watch it, I feel. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And how does it feel uh, to be able to show the world, you know, this musical again uh, after, you know, we've had this miserable, you know, two and a half years, you know, with the pandemic restricting so many performances and all of that? How is the, how does that feel for you? It feels great. It was actually um, we chose The Sound of Music because it was the right first international musical to bring to Singapore and to Malaysia post pandemic. We wanted something with, um, you know, uh, happiness and wanted people we wanted something that people can sort of connect with and it resonates with people and we could create that sort of connection with people. Um, so it was really well thought about, um, you know, to to bring that particular musical post-pandemic. So I'm very happy that we managed. But to the point you just made, I mean, it's not easy to put a musical together. So the pandemic was going for such a long time. Nobody had any idea when it would end and so for us, our planning for this particular musical took well over almost three years because we wanted to bring it at about the time when the pandemic happened. Right. And we kept pushing and reorganizing ourselves. 
uh, but we knew this was the right one. So we, we continued working very hard with our producers in New York and uh, to find the right time and make sure we could, uh, you know, bring everything here from, from the United States. It's not, it's, it's, it's uh, all the set, the entire um, cast besides the children, some of the children are from the United States and just being able to get that over here um, was was a challenge in itself. But in the end, it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're quite optimistic about the sort of response that you will receive from the Malaysian audiences as well, isn't it, once it's staged? Absolutely. I think, I mean, I hope that the Malaysians uh, will remember that we're the ones who brought Phantom of the Opera in 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, so we bring another beautiful musical. The quality will be at that level. You know, we pride ourselves with bringing wonderful international uh, musicals to Asia. And that's really important for us that we bring that sort of level of, of quality. So I really hope that Malaysia who saw Phantom of the Opera will come back and that will get more people to come and see this because it is a little different. It's got a lovely little twist to it, as you know, with our local children involved in the musical, right? That's right. Yeah. And that, that was actually my next question. You know, I mean, why? So we know that, uh, you know, you had a huge audition process. You know, you wanted local children to play the seven Von Trapp children. Why did you choose to uh, to do that? So it's six out of the seven Von Trapp children. The eldest one, uh, Liesl, comes with the cast okay. from the United States. Okay. So it's the, the six kids from the young Gretel. Um, so look, I've been in Asia for 22 years now. Mm-hmm. I um, I decided to stay in Asia. I've always been in entertainment and I decided to stay in Asia because I knew that there was a lot that I could contribute to Malaysia in terms of bringing content here and working with the locals in every country that, uh, that I go to. So I knew and I know in Malaysia there's a lot of great talent. So when we decided to do The Sound of Music, it was one of my requests to the producers that we be allowed to cast six of the seven children in Malaysia. We did the same in Singapore with Singaporean and we'll continue doing that, but it's not something that they do normally um, because we have a great relationship with them and they knew we would find the right talent. Mm-hmm. They agreed and we did. And we came to Malaysia. We sent out communication that we were doing this edition. We had so many people sign up. And on the day of the audition, we had more than 500 people coming for the audition. It was just so well received. And I was so humbled by it because some families traveled from quite far away. Malaysia is a big country. And so they really wanted to give their children an opportunity to audition. It really humbled me to see that. And I tell you, the amount of talent, I was not disappointed. Even our, our creative cast, um, a creative um, team from the United States who came for the auditions told us how amazed and sort of blown away they were by the level of talent that we saw in Malaysia. So I'm really excited about that. Can't wait till next week. Yeah, definitely. And uh, talk to me a little bit. I mean, 500 people came, you know, for these six roles, right? I mean, what was the process of actually casting the our, our local children in the musical? You know, how did you, yeah, how was that whole process like? Yeah, you know, so it's 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 a tricky one because it's not, of course, you have to know how to sing and dance and act. That's the norm. But on top of it, you have to sort of like fit a certain height 
because, yes. you know, when we're looking for Gretel, she's a five-year-old child. So it is very limited with, you know, the age that we gain, you know, a little bit of maybe four to six years yeah. old or something like that. And it's not easy for a little five-year-old to be able to, to to act on a big stage like that, you know, and we've got, um, so it's uh, Gretel and then Marta is supposed to be seven and uh, Brigitta is supposed to be 10, Kurt is 11, Luisa is 13 and Friedrich is, is um, a 14. So you need to find children that fit that sort of height so <laughs> yeah. that it kind of like, you know, they cannot look too old, they cannot look too young. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, a fourth sort of um requirement that we need to add on top on top of the the triple threats we call it you know of acting singing and dancing yep. and they have to be uh, Gretel has to be a girl it cannot be a boy um so all of that um add adds to you know we we sometimes have to not take a, a, a child not because the child is not a great actor but because it doesn't fit within the the you know the criteria that we have um, you know, for, for little boys who are um, around 13, 14, their voice changed at about that time. Yeah. So it's it's really quite um, a lot of other things come into play when we did the casting. But um, we had no problem finding our, our three groups. Don't forget, we, we find three groups of children um, because it's eight shows a week. Mm. So we want to make sure they don't get too tired. Right. They still all have schooling to do. Um, so we work very closely with the schools and we rotate them. So we rotate the groups. There's always one group on stage. There's one on standby in case something happens during the show. And then we go like this for the week. We rotate the children. Okay. So, um, yeah, we had to find, uh, you know, a good number of children for this. Okay. And it worked. And it worked, right? And, and I'm sure they, you know, they've been gelling well with the cast, with the main cast. Yeah. You know, everything's been going really well, I'm hoping. It's one of the most beautiful thing uh, that um, we, as you know, producing it and presenting it, we get to see all of the build up, right? Mm -hmm. And by the time the audience come, it's all put together. But I think the audience will also see what I'm about to tell you. Is there such a synergy that happens between the grown ups? The cast from abroad yeah. working with the local children—they really, you know, they all very um, experienced actors coming here and it can be quite overwhelming for someone who has not been on a big stage before right in front yeah. of a you know thousand audience in front of them and I love watching them sort of like become like you know big sisters and moms oh. and dads and really take taking them under their wings mm -hmm. and rehearsing more than they would normally do because they have those children with them, they know that. So they're putting in all the hours and extra hours to make sure that by the time the children perform on stage, they feel very comfortable and they're not nervous. And you can see that happening on stage when you watch the show. And they look after each other, right, to make sure they're, doing, they're there to help them on stage. There's never um, a child on stage uh, without grown-ups around so I think that gives them that sort of safety as well mm -hmm. yeah and so you know they are supposed to be presenting themselves as a family but you know even off stage you know there is that whole familial bond and everything that came about uh, throughout the course of the rehearsals I'm guessing 
has to you have to mm. because it, it just comes across otherwise right if there's not that that bonding and we're very pleased and very fortunate to see that that bonding ha- is happening um everybody's quite excited to to and it's also very exciting for the international cast to be doing that it's different for them and mm. they welcome things that are different um and for the children you know it's something that uh they will remember for the rest of their lives for sure and it's... it gives them a look at, you know, uh, who knows? And I said that to the creative team when we were doing the auditions. Who knows? You know, there are little gems there. They may pursue, you know, a career. They may end up on... And that's my 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 personal wish would be eventually to have, you know, a lot of our Asian children grow up to go and perform on the West End, on Broadway, in films. Why not? Yeah. And we want to o- offer, you know, create that bridge and offer opportunities so that they can at least um, have a chance or more opportunities to, you know, to open those doors. Yeah. And I mean, what an amazing opportunity for these children, right, to be able to perform uh, with an international cast as well. But also talk to me a little bit about, you know, that cast, you know, the, the ones that are coming from uh, overseas. Mm. I mean, it's it's not a small scale. I mean, it's a huge scale production. You know, you've got your orchestra, you've got the music, the cast. Talk to me a little bit about what the audience can expect when they come. Yes, so they can expect the full staging as if you were watching it on Broadway. This is a, a um, straight from Roger and Hammerstein, who are the uh, IP owners, the rights owners to the show. So it's the full shebang. Everything is coming over. It's been, you know, on boats and it traveled all the way to Asia. The cast is all from uh, the United States as well, from Broadway. Um, it's led by some incredible talent. Uh, Jill Christine Wiley plays Maria as the lead and Trevor Martin plays the captain. And we have an amazing uh, mother abbess, um, Lauren Kidwell, with this big operatic voice that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the cast is just fantastic. We're, we're really blessed to have them, um, you know, for us. it's um, and, and the way it's directed is just incredible. Uh, Matt, our director on this, on this uh, production, is incredible because... I've done The Sound of Music several times. It's not the first time that it tours, but it's the first time that you'll see it in that way, which is enhanced from what it was. They've added elements in staging, lighting, directing. And I love the way, because we have... Uh, our local children, they really allowed the children to have their little personality shine instead of just fitting a person in a specific box. So I love the fact that the director took time to really understand our local children and blending them with the international cast. And you see all of that come out and it looks so beautiful. And it's, 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 I've seen it so many times here, um, you know, and, and I can watch it again and again, every time I enjoy myself watching. So I hope that that's the reaction we'll have in Malaysia from next week. And, were there any sort of challenges, you know, bringing a musical of this scale to Malaysia? You know, um, for example, are we going to see any changes in terms of the script? You know, has it been localized in any way? I mean, yeah, what any sort no, of things like that? No, no changes. You get exactly what you would see on Broadway. Okay. No changes needed. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a, a beautiful a, a Broadway production. Okay. Um, so you need you 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 should expect that. Um, absolutely. So I think people will walk away with a smile on their face and they'll feel like it was really worth their time and money. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, but were there any challenges at all that you would say that you guys oh, encountered? Look, 
the challenges we had were because, as I said earlier, it takes time to plan for a big musical to, you know, find the right dates, get all the casts and the Americans on their side and, and on our side and make sure the theater is available here and in Malaysia and matching it, you know, back to back. Uh, the biggest challenge I had with my team was not knowing when the pandemic would end or rather not knowing when the borders would open properly mm -hmm. uh, so that we can plan accordingly. Because we normally plan, I mean, I'm already programming in 2025 and I had a request for 26. It takes time. We need to plan a year and a half at least before, if not two. Um, yeah, so that was the biggest challenge, you know, to yeah. just all the pieces of the puzzle had to fit um, and we were a little bit um, at the mercy of the borders opening up. Once that happened, knowing that it didn't, and the worry was, will it stay open? Mm -hmm. Because there was a little bit of, you know, a bit yeah. of pandemic, it all things open and shut down again and open and shut down. And so we were a little, little worried. Um, but, you yeah, know, once it all started, um, beginning of this, this year, actually, we were able to go full force and it was just nonstop at that point to make sure that we got everything on time and, and we were ready. So that was probably our biggest challenge. But now we're all good. Yeah, it must be so good, right? Just to be able to be, go out there, bring these things to the world again, perform, you know, for performers to be back on stage. It's such a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Left such a hole, you know, in people's lives, not being able to go and watch live shows again, you know. Yeah, I mean, we all clearly, you know, we were watching everything that we could, but there's nothing like the live experience, I feel. You're so right, Juliette, because I was asked a question often during the pandemic, you know, what will happen to, to you, to your company? A lot of companies can't survive this. It's going on for so long. Uh, but one thing I've always known, I knew as long as far as humankind has existed, there's always been some sort of live performances, right? If you go back All to the right. cavemen, yeah. there's always been some sort of live performance. We are We need to connect with each other. It will never go away. It's wonderful to have everything we have, you know, in the digital space and be able to get, you know, it's a different thing. But live will never go away. We need to be together and we need to feel that energy. Um, and I knew this was going to come back. And I was very pleased to see our audiences really running back into the theater once we open, uh, you know, our doors again. Mm -hmm. So, no, I agree. It's Live is important. It's important for everyone. For sure. And, you know, for this particular performance, you know, what do you hope the audience will take away uh, after they come see The Sound of Music? I really hope that when the Malaysian audience comes to watch this show, that they will feel very connected to the story and to what's going on on stage. Because not only, I mean, they're getting everything in one place. They're getting an amazing Broadway musical coming, you know, to their theatre. And they're having their amazing children from Malaysia performing on stage. So I really hope that there will be that extra sort of like connection to the show and that they'll walk away being really pleased with what they just witnessed. And I hope that they will just tell all of their friends and family and that everybody will come and watch it because we're only playing for three weeks. Yes. It's, it's, it's a limited run. It's three weeks only at the Istana Budaya from next week. Um, so, um, you know, 27th of December to 15th of Jan, that's it. That's it. Right? So I hope everyone will come. 
Okay. And and the show uh, goes on from Tuesdays to Fridays and of course on Saturday and Sundays. I think Monday is the blackout day, right? So there That's are right. pretty much shows every every day, but for that limited run, uh, it's about 155 minutes, am I correct, with a short intermission? That's right. That's right. So you can plan, you know, a little bit, well over two hours. You know, when you go to a musical, the, the normal time, yeah. uh, there's there's an intermission about the almost three quarter. It's not half and half. It's a bit longer, the first part. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is a bit shorter. But uh, yes, indeed. And um, eight shows a week. So we're playing Tuesday to Sunday, one show during weekdays in the evening. And then we've got two shows on the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. We've got matinees as well as evening shows. Okay. All right. So, uh, and that, of course, is happening over at Istana Budaya Kuala Lumpur. Uh, tickets are available at uh, Ticket Charge, am I correct? Ticketcharge.com.my, right? If you'd like to. That's your... right. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's so. Right. Folks, go and get your tickets. You know, it is already out. It's already available. You know, I think some are selling fast already. Uh, you really need to get your tickets uh, as soon as possible. Chantal, thank you so much for joining me today. Any last message that you'd like to leave our audiences with? Yes, well, one last message besides the fact that I want to thank you for having me today. Absolute I know you, you made a special effort to come today. I hope <laughs> you feel better soon. Thank you. But my last message would be, yes, please, the message, you know, with your help, to tell people to come because the more we get people to come and see our shows, the more we can bring to Malaysia. It's two ways, right? We can bring the big performances, but we need the audience in order to continue bringing them. So that's what I hope, you know, you can pass that message to your beautiful, um, you know, Malaysians and everyone there in in Malaysia, KL and abroad. I think some people are traveling in to come and see the show as well. So Mm -hmm. it's 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 a holiday season. So and any tourists that are coming in as well, I really hope that we'll have a sold out show and then I'll get ready for the next one. (laughs) I am very sure that will be the case. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've been speaking my pleasure. I've been speaking to Chantal Prudhom. She is the Groove Chief Executive Officer of Tremendous Entertainment, the folks who have kindly brought us the sound of music all the way from Broadway right over to here in Kuala Lumpur. So again, the show kicks off next week from the 27th of December right up to the 15th of January 2023. It's happening at Istana Budaya Kuala Lumpur. Just head to ticket charge.com.my search for the and you can just search for the sound of music there and get your tickets as fast as possible there is also a website am i correct the sound of music.asia yes. for yeah the sound of music.asia absolutely i was about to say that yeah. so they, you can stop there and you'll get directed to 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 purchase your tickets and you can find out more about the show Okay, all right, excellent. So folks, get your tickets now. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, just download the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, 
Download the BFM app.